Coach, it was a struggle from the start. That second half, though, got out of control. Can you pinpoint what took place and what the problem was? Yeah, no, we, we got our butts whipped. That was not even close. We just beat ourselves. Well, I had a lot of mistakes on my behalf. It sucks. Losing sucks, and uh, we got we to gotta get over that. You know I mean, it's frustrating when you know it, you know, watching film that you're the better team and you don't come up with a win. Oh, I hate losing. I really do. We had a chance, and uh, we got to learn from it and make an adjustment. Look at the film and uh, get better. And it stings. Um, but trying to tell the guys in there, you know, this is this is life. It can't define you. I've never known a man worth the salt who deep down in his heart didn't appreciate the grind. But this is the win. We all miss you, season four. But not before we say goodbye. <laughs> mm. uh, mm. Spence, that was that was Motown. Was it? In- yeah, it was. Did it hit it? You hit it. So here's the spot. Mm. You can, so okay, did, I'm did seeing it. it. Did it hit, hit it right on it? Mm-hmm. Come on. It was the eye of the bull. And you <laughs> hit it right there. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. You can probably tell from our intro that we are basically outroing season four of... What is this program, Spence? Oh, this program is the Eternal Warrior podcast. The Eternal Warrior podcast. Helping young people in their quest for self-mastery sharing stories from the battlefront in the war against Satan and pornography. Stories from you, story from us, and just feeling each other's goodness and strength. Oh, so much strength this season. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing the things that we have have learned with you and have experienced Mm. as a result of our collective fight in our... Community. Yeah. People. These unbelievable human beings. People who, who are unwilling to accept defeat, who are un, like incapable of, of failure. It's been so motivating and inspiring to, to both of us here. Um, and we want to thank you for, for engaging with us, for, for all those of you who have uh, you know, contacted us re- recently through our email address at podcast at lifechangingservices.org. In fact, I'm pulling up... We had a sweet review, and I could read really quick while you're yeah, pulling I'd that up. Yeah, I'd love to hear that, please. Let me get to it as I scroll. Oh, son of a, son of a gun. Well, I've got this pulled up here. We got a really cool email from a, from a listener named McCade, and um, 
he uh, mentioned, he uh, hearkened back to the hymn, Brightly Beams Our Father's Mercy. And if you remember the, from this hymn, and, and oftentimes we don't hear it that frequently because it is in the men's chorus section of the, hymn, of the hymnal, but it reads, Brightly beams our Father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore. But to us, he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. Let the lower lights be burning. Send a gleam across the wave. Some poor, fainting, struggling seaman you may rescue. You may save. And this is what McCade said. Okay, maybe you guys already understand this song perfectly, but let me explain it how it was explained to me once. We all know what a lighthouse is. It's a giant light by the ocean that helps ships find their way um, and where they're supposed to go. But what are the lower lights? They are lights that are put up along the shore, either in houses or much smaller lighthouses, things that helped sailors navigate the rocks. See, most shores had rocks in the water, shoals, as the song would say, and the lighthouse alone didn't provide enough light to help the sailors get around the rocks safely. But the lower lights were there for that purpose. All the sailor had to do was to get his ship aligned so that all the lower lights were in one straight line, and he knew that he could sail safely into the harbor. The lighthouse showed the sailor where to go, and the lower lights showed him how to get there. We're the lower lights, okay? If, if you can't see the lower lights, there's a rock in the way. There's an addiction, there is pride, there is some type of obstruction keeping you from the light that you see. McCade, thank you so much for sharing that, that was awesome. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. And we can be the lower lights for others, help them come safely to shore. And so be that person this week, this month. Make the choice to uh, go and help some struggling seaman out there that uh, has may, may have lost their way. Cool uh, reviews here. I'm just going to list these off. We had uh, Bomber the Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe is a reference to, to The Hobbit. Oh, yes. One is of, it B-O-M-B-U-R? Uh-huh. Yeah, Bomber. What's up, Bomber? He's one of the, one of the dwarves that, that came to get Bilbo. See, I didn't know that our reach had extend, extended to other fantasy oh, worlds. Oh, it, it's made it to Middle Earth. Yes. <laughs> the stats, yeah, it's going, it's going crazy in the, in the elven kingdoms. And, yeah, lots of addicted elves out there. Lots of, <laughs> they lots need a lot of, of help. Yeah, a lot of help out there. <laughs> Today, listening to the Eternal Warrior Pod, I learned that embracing being uncomfortable is so important because coping mechanisms are a poor response to uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. They teach me to go beast mode. So grateful for you both and honored to be called a brother in this fight against Satan and pornography. Let's go. Love that. Love that. So thank you, Bomber. We, we, we do this. We want to share these things with you, with all of you out in listener land because... First of all, it means a lot to Spence and I that for, that you're getting something out of this and this is helping you in your individual recovery. But also, we, we'd love to help you understand that you're not alone, that we see you and that we hear you, and that so do your brothers and sisters who are fighting alongside you. So thank you for engaging with us. It means a whole lot. And it means a lot to other people who who are you know fighting alongside you. So thank you. Um, Leave us a review. Leave us a review. How many stars of the five my options? Rec- I, my recommendation would be five. Yeah. 
it's just based on other Tambien. research that I've done that it's the the highest quantity that you could give. It's true. Contrary to other studies out there, five stars is more than one, two, three, or four. <laughs> it's it's the greatest possible option. Correct. Yeah. Speaking of greatest possible options, when it comes to beating down Satan and I believe smashing his face was what one of the reviews said. Yeah. No one does it better than our man Cody Haas. Should we listen to him? Mm-hmm. Hello, Eternal Warrior Podcast fans. Cody Haas here. So grateful for spending Wes being mentors to so many. If you're listening to this, you may be going through some unexpected pain. I have spent a couple of decades helping people overcome such hardship and would love to be of service to you. From a 10-minute free chat to a full assessment, you can call 385-519-6089 to set that up. That's 385-519-6089. Whatever it is, you're amazing, and of course, you got this. Thanks, Cody. Uh, Thank you for reals, mm-hmm. Cody. Cody, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't catch you at Lagoon the other day. We'll, yeah. have, to, we'll have to run it back. If you guys want to meet up at Lagoon, hit us up. Podcast we'll, at lifechangingservices.org. Yeah, we'll, we'll ride the cannibal. And, <laughs> although I will say, Spenny B. Tell me. I can't rally the way I used to. Really? Yeah. Like when I was a teenager, man, I could just roller coaster after roller coaster after roller coaster. Now? Now it's like, okay, I'm going to ride the swings, or I believe they're called turn of the century. Oh, yeah. You know the swings that? over the, like, the nasty yeah. pond yeah, spot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they change that? I think they changed. They must have changed no, that. No, it's always been called the turn of the Has century, it? I think. But we always just called it the, the swings. swings. So that thing made me so sick oh, the other day. Yeah, and then I was it. like, you know what I need? Three hours at Pioneer Village just walking around <laughs> looking at old-timey cowboy antiques and reading plaques. That's what I need. That's like, I'm so old. That is now my favorite That's... part of Lagoon. <laughs> is <laughs> going through and like seeing the old timey soda fountain and getting a kick out of that. Oh, <laughs> I, I freaking love that. Or, or the gun museum, the gun gallery. Oh, the gun gallery is great. Or the trains. Love the, the mini trains. The miniature train museum. So if you cool. haven't had an opportunity to partake in that spectacle yet, it's worth the 75 bucks. Oh my gosh. You are doing yourself a disservice if you have not done that. I'm not sure if we've mentioned this yet, but this episode is brought to you by Lagoon. Lagoon. It's what fun is. <laughs> if you're not from Utah and you have no idea what Lagoon is, you're fine. <laughs> you're not missing out. You're not missing out. It's it's great and we love it, but so as our as our as our send-off to season four. Sorry, just taking a hard left turn here. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> From that. From Lagoon to, to the content that you've tuned in for. We want to give a recap of the season. And then there's something else that has been on both mine and Spence's mind that we want to talk to you about. About some attitudes of today that we really need to get straightened out and figured um, in a better way. But, um, you know, one of the first... Uh, the first... Um, episodes that we did this this season we had it was called band of brothers changing community culture by becoming a leader in recovery and we were joined by a group of young men from box elder county we had caleb espin and oliver come share a really cool story about how they have totally rid themselves of shame when it comes to recovery and how by doing so and being 
vocal and inviting to others, they've helped others find their path back. It oh. was amazing. So, so, cool. so unique. Yeah. And so at such a young age, in such a vulnerable time of like high school years that they are that open and vulnerable with people close to them because they because they get they care and they're like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight this alone and I don't want my brother out there or sister out there fighting by themselves like no I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lower lights Isn't that, they're yeah, the perfect totally. example of that yeah I mean I loved how they would tell these stories about how they'd go to lunch with people and just say hey this is what we're going through we wanted to invite you to come we don't know what's going on with you but this is what's up with us and so cool yeah it's just amazing then we had we had cam back mm-hmm. for a third time shouts out with his dearest and sweetest and angel wife katie who shared some incredible principles of how to set uh, and some call them boundaries others maybe that's a little too strong um, but setting up proper expectations in a relationship especially when addiction is involved and um, trust has been broken that there's got to be some some new expectation set if you I mean any relationship anyone in a relationship needs to listen to that episode um, so powerful so good yeah I really appreciate how Katie talks in that in that episode about how she discovered her own need for recovery, not from addiction, but from some, some type of healing and how she was able to access the atonement and, yeah, and, and helping Cameron to realize like, this is my fight. Yes. You know? Yes. It's awesome. I really appreciated them. Then we had Lane. Oh, the man. Lane trained Hilton. Okay, so in, in Lane's episode called Behind Enemy Lines, Understanding the Fight in the Trenches, Lane was really passionate about helping parents and, and church leaders alike understand that what, I guess, aligning with youth around what pornography really is. And that sometimes we take for granted what each other understands pornography to be and to mean. And that's not always the case. And sometimes Correct. there's some really difficult conversations that need to be had um, but how to have that conversation and yes. Lane laid it out perfectly right, yep. right there for us yep parents and leaders alike check that one out go big oh Bryson go big how chasing your dreams is essential in recovery if you need um, a little kick as far as you know a uh, passion project mm-hmm. getting going doing something special Bryson mm-hmm. nails it, just like right in the well, head. Bryson's going on a mission too. Oh, I don't know if you've seen that, but yeah, he's got a mission call. I can't remember to where, so sorry, sorry, Bryson. See, don't hate me, man. But we wish you all the best in the Lord's errand. The Liberties of the Gospel dot com. Yep, check right. it out. Then we had making a difference. How sharing our stories affects others. This was a crossover episode that we did with our friends Creed, Creed and Chriselle from the Reach Ten. Uh, podcast or the Reach 10 organization from Breaking the Silence, Breaking the Silence podcast. Thanks, Spence. Um, and they just told us their stories that were heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Oh, I, I love those guys so much. They're incredible, incredible people. Yeah. As you're 
kind of in this hiatus between season four and season five of the Eternal Warrior podcast. We'll take a listen to Breaking the Silence. Awesome content. Really good content. Great people. So check it out. Notice it, name it, flip it, find it with God. This is a uh, Cody Haas special. And Cody has a way, uh, and as you've all heard him uh, before on different episodes, but man, he really does walk us through incredible tools and exercises here of how to radically accept pain and accept our our struggles, our situation, and then ultimately be able to overcome that with, with tools, right? I, for so long, I fought this just with prayer, which is great, and scripture study, and and um, just grit, which you got to have. But man, Cody in this episode talks about specific tools to help change the way uh, our mind works, right? To use our, our chemistry in a positive way. So cool. Yeah, almost every one of our episodes is very story heavy. Um, but if you're just looking for a quick hit with some actionable tools, please, please check that one out. Uh, notice the name of it, flip it, find it with God. Our following episode was Sustaining Recovery, Keeping Satan at Bay with Passion Projects. This was a fun one. So This good. is an absolutely, just an absolute pleasure to record and get to know Cody's friend, Mark Morell. Um, Mark has in, so much experience working with Disney and the Utah Jazz and so many incredible organizations and shared with us the like the ability to create a very sustainable action-oriented passion project and he walks through some core principles and also um, invited Spence and I to to attend a workshop series that he created and that I'm still going through and the content has been so revelatory for me to understand what what is my passion what is my true passion and how can I actually put that into a project that contributes something back to the world and makes my mark on it it's so good it's incredible the one thing I have continued to think about Wes from Mark's words is what are the values that are so important to me personally that I make every decision whether it's passion project related or otherwise, whatever endeavors I want to take on, does it align with values that I'm passionate about? Mm-hmm. And I just, and it's the guardrails. He gives the bowling alley analogy mm-hmm. uh, as you're going bowling and having, having those bumpers up that it helps guide your, guide your bowling ball down the alley of life and to hit more pins, mm-hmm. right? It's just like, it's the coolest analogy, the coolest principles that really have, have stuck with me ever since we listened to him. Now, episode nine, sharing struggles with those closest to us, which is at time, I think the hardest. Yeah, this was so fun. If, if you recall, this is when we had Jacob and Ethan, two brothers who's, we, they're, we've had their father on with Ethan previously, but Ethan was heading out and is now on his mission in Finland. And um, Jacob had just returned since the last recording, but God, that was so cool. It's so cool. Because when, when we show our scars to people, it's the scariest to share them with people closest to us, like a brother that we respect, or like a parent, or like a sister, sibling, I mean, or best friend. But that's where the 
most the greatest amount of power is mm-hmm. right because those people love you they right? love you more than anybody else it's unconditional yeah oh, it's unconditional it's so cool. i loved like hearing that story of like two brothers that are pretty similar in age being able to just let their guard down and say hey i'm going through the same thing let's help each other yes. there's so much power in that i wish i would have done that with my brothers oh man so cool. Ooh, then we had Maurice Harker on, which was a very, very, uh, I don't think I'd ever heard these principles before. I don't think I'd ever mm. thought through what a role play would do for a young person to think through what that initial conversation would look like. And I think that's the power of it. So for all you parents out there or all you, I think he even recommended, hey, as a child, as a young man or young woman to approach your parents and say, Hey, let's role play. If I was to come to you with some difficult information, how would you respond? Mm -hmm. Right. I like, I thought that was the coolest. And go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I was going to say one of Satan's biggest tools is to get us to hypothesize in the extreme in our mind and future trip on like, well, I can never say this or I can never talk to so-and-so because they will react in such a way. And if we actually game that out, role play it, and actually see our greatest fears revealed in a hypothetical safe scenario, we'll realize, you know what, it's not that bad. And the likelihood of them, of people actually acting that way isn't that, isn't that likely. Um, really, another really good episode if you're looking for some actionable tools that you can use um, in helping your family. Agreed. Our next episode, oh... We were joined by the the Jackson, Young Jax. Young Jax. Jax, I know you're listening. Know that I love you and that I do want to go get lunch with you. We'll make it work sometime soon. <laughs> That's all. We can go wherever you want and I'm buying. Okay. But in this episode, this, this episode is titled, Give the Devil His Due, How Exposing Satan Gives Us Power. Jackson talks about how one of the biggest aha moments in his recovery has been realizing, you know, like there is someone to blame here and it's not me. There's a real enemy, there's a real adversary, there's a real Satan, and I need to start acting like it. I need to recognize that. And oh my gosh, like if you haven't listened to Jackson's journey either, young Jax is is a superhero of mine and I want to be more like him every single day and I'm just so grateful for his example to me. What a what a powerful warrior is and ought to be. Yeah, he's the best. Shouts out. And the um, interest. The only thing I'll add to that, Wes, was it's interesting now being a part of a couple of generals panels, which on every third, every third Thursday, Thursday of, of the, the month. month, you've got to come to a generals panel uh, with life changing services where Wes and I will be there every. Thir- every Thursday, yep. every every time, and it's a safe space for parents to come and express some of their maybe concerns or worries about their children, and or you know just getting to know a little bit more about the the programs that Life Changing Services has specifically, most specifically Sons of Healman, and we get to as generals talk about what recovery is like and Cody facilitates the conversation mm-hmm. like a boss and he oh, he's asked this question now twice 
And I love it. What was the turning point in your recovery? When did it click? What, what clicked? And not that there can only be one, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there was, there've been many, but just like Jack shares in, in that episode, it's when we realize I'm not the problem here. Mm-hmm. I'm not ah, the bad guy. There's I love a, it. There's another bad guy and he wants to destroy me. And if I don't take him seriously, I'm going to get my butt kicked. I also want to give a quick shout out to our boy Nathaniel down in Slidedale, Louisiana. Oh. He's been going to a lot of those generals panels and he's an incredible resource. A remarkable testimony, incredible warrior spirit. We love you, man. Yes. Keep doing what you're doing. Shouts out. Mailbag. That was a fun one. So fun. This is when we took a deep dive into the the old podcast at lifechangingservices.org inbox. So awesome. We love all just of you. I can't we can't believe that you're out there listening to this. Just the honesty and candor, the vulnerability that you shared with all of us. Uh, please know that, that that your contributions do not go unnoticed and we love and appreciate everything that we get at our email. Ooh. Functional. Yeah, if you need some more tactical, functional, this is this next one, 13. This this next one, protecting your recovery with border patrols. Um, Brighton came and joined us again. We love Brighton. We we love everyone in Brighton's family, let's be honest. Oh, that's the coolest Lloyd. (laughs) But we're going to get to to that soon. Well, last week's if you haven't listened. But um, Brighton is incredible. He's very talented in, in breaking down actionable things for you to do. He's great at, at um, helping you understand what a border patrol is, number one, and number two, how to actually operationalize it. Um, really good stuff in terms of helping you win battles without actually having to go to war. Border patrols are awesome that way. Back to our boy Nathaniel. Mm-hmm. This next one, Warrior Nation. This was dope because these are legit warriors from all around the country. Yeah, this was a two-part episode. Oh, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, we split it into two. Such a good conversation. We couldn't just all pack it in to one. It's too good. These boys, unbelievable souls, soldiers, captains. Yeah, we had. I think it was William. William kind of spearheaded it for the group. It was from one of. Uh, Ben Smith's remote groups, but William, um, Nathaniel, Daniel, Derek, Jay, and Caden, you guys are just, oh, you're such gangsters, man. Freaking love you guys. You're insane at what you do and what you've, what you've gone through and what you're still going through and what you inspire in us. Um, yeah. And the 15, the, still them. Mm-hmm. Captain's log questions. If you need some... That's another, I'd say that's another really good tool set to have is to ask these questions on a regular basis, uh, right? Like go through each one of these one through six. Yeah. So powerful. Really? Yeah. Like the reason why they're the captain's log questions. Correct. Um, our next episode entitled hope on the horizon was spawned from an email that we received from our friend, Jerem and he tells a very honest, very, very <laughs> unique story about his involvement with pornography and how it really <laughs> threw him for a loop early in his life. But more, more remarkably, Oof. what he's done and how he has changed. Oh, 
my favorite moment of that episode is when he was able to articulate how he feels about that little Jerem, about young Jerem, who, to no fault of his own, was put in a tough spot. And he said, I can't remember what exactly the question was, but he's like, he's a fighter, that little Jerem. And, and that's what all of you warriors out there, that can all be said of you. But you've got to find it for yourself and look back at that little person and be like, yeah, I, I'm ticked. Sometimes, Wes, you say that, right? I'm ticked at that little, that little scoundrel. Punk, man. But in all reality, look at what he's done with what was given and look at what he's become not in spite of, but because of these challenges. And Jerem's the perfect example of that. They're like real recovery has to like you talk about turning points that we talked about in general's panel. That was one for me was loving my younger addicted self oh. and trusting him to to make things right in the end and having empathy yeah. towards that little little boy. Totally. So cool. Ooh, our next one. That's probably our next one. Might be my favorite thing we've ever done. It was so cool. Oh my gosh. Los Stallions. Los Stallions del Stansbury. The title of the episode is Q&A Roundtable at Stansbury High Seminary. And this is actually, um, we, we just recorded um, and called it a podcast episode. And we were invited by uh, the Stansbury High Seminary group to, to come answer some questions about self-mastery and pornography addiction. So much fun. And... We are so grateful. Yeah, we've got... Uh, Satan is coming at our young people earlier and harder than ever. And to see all those questions, those really vulnerable, real questions coming from these young people, not just at Stansbury, but everywhere, and, and seeing, um, based on their questions, just how genuinely they want to be good. Yeah and improve and be kind and um, not be addicted to <laughs> pornography, right? Just powerful young people out there. We love you and, and are so proud of you. Keep fighting. I love that. Uh, the next one I was actually out of town for. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Spence, I mean, I've listened to it. So good. But, yeah, you recorded this with Maurice. It was so an cool. Another Maurice Harker. And I think... We did a disservice by the title, Do I Have a Pornography Addiction? Because those that are like, yeah, I, I do, so I don't need to listen to this. It's like, no, Maurice breaks down in this episode the different levels of addiction. Not just for pornography, but in all, all types of addiction. Mm -hmm. And what's so powerful about that is understanding at each level what may be needed, what level of help or what level of effort on your part would will be needed what what were the four it was the almost nevers the almost casual nevers. drinkers yeah the, the like the the addict the heavy addicted the, yeah and then the and the, the former yeah the former addict so powerful and then i think the other principle that i that stuck with me uh from that well not principle i should say but the point of view of of those 
trying to support someone who has an addiction, this episode is perfect. Yeah. To know. It's a really good point, Spence. Yeah. Like, how do I, where is my loved one at on this scale? And then what can I do to help them depending on their, their level of need? Just awesome. Maurice, of course, as always, knocks it out of the park. We had so much fun talking with the Stansbury Seminary that, and their their the Stansbury Sons of Helaman group has just gone gangbusters in terms of growth and the awesome, awesome guys that are coming out of there. Um, that we had a, a really really rewarding episode with um, with Reed and Isaac and and Kimble. Kimble, That's right. Um, where we talked about warrior chemistry. The title of the episode is How Reasons for Fighting Drive Warrior Chemistry. And Reed and Isaac and Kimball just give incredible examples to us of both push and pull warrior chemistry and how it makes the difference in their day and their ability to, to combat Satan. Really good episode if you haven't had a chance to tune in. Yeah. How to access. It's another really tactical. Yeah. How do we access that inner warrior that inner boss that's not going to take this anymore. How do we access that with reasons for fighting? So super, super cool. Shouts out, boys. And then our most recent episode that we have released came out the week before Father's Day. Fathers and sons fighting Satan together. And we had Rob and Lloyd who have founded the Fathers Who Fight podcast and the Fathers Who Fight program within Sons of Helaman or within uh, Life Changing Services. Um, to hear about what it's like to be a dad striving to support someone in the fight and to be an example and to just have an incredible relationship. It, it wasn't all about, like what I loved about that episode was just about how to be a good man. Yes. How to be a, a good, righteous father. Not so much. How do you help a kid in pornography or addiction recovery? It was like, no, this, this is about being a man one-on-one. Oh, so true. And that's exactly what their podcast is. If you want to be a good man listen to their podcast like they they give it's not just like um like Wes said tactical addiction stuff it's like no from the most recent general conference what are the brethren telling us about fatherhood and how to be a good father it's so cool so like you gotta take a listen to that podcast as well guess what I just realized Wes what's up as we come to that episode, which was episode 20. It's the most episodes that we've had in a single season of the Eternal Warrior podcast. That's the biggest season, season four. What's up? Neat. What's up, dog? That's really cool. We had 19 in season three. Take that, season three. Yeah. Up yours. Piece of of garbage season. (laughs) No, that's... You know what is amazing and, and what I think that speaks to is is you the listeners of of you know appreciating and and getting something out of what we're doing here reaching out to us to be like to collaborate and to create great stories and to share what works yeah and how we actually change (laughs) that's the thing and i we obviously hope that as you listen to others and their tough times and but then their their wins and more wins than tough times that you can gain confidence you can do it too there's nothing special about me and Wes there's nothing at all Wes there's something pretty special about you you're the the man 
So that makes you is it the specialist. My, is it the, the wart that I have? or Yeah. I think it's yeah. the, the lucky wart. The lucky wart. <laughs> I named it Spencer in your honor. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is like if, if we could... <laughs> Trying to bring it back to after that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Spenny the wart. <laughs> so yeah, um, you guys can do it. That's the that's the point. If, if you're listening to these stories, as you listen to us, we hope that you feel an abundance of hope. Like you can change. You don't have to stay the same. It doesn't and, have. Nothing has to. Nothing will. Nothing ever will. In fact. If you, and we say this all the time, if you pursue a course that you have never taken on before, you can't help but change. You can't help but realize a different result because you're doing things differently, Um, which is kind of what we wanted to talk about today, I think is a good segue. We live in a world, and Spence and I I met up for, for lunch at Lone Star Taqueria the other day. We got macked on some fish tacos. Oh, so good shrimp also i had a shrimp you had a shrimp one that's right a shrimp <laughs> yeah so also this episode is brought to you by lagoon and lone star, lone star taqueria. taqueria lone star where the tacos are <laughs> i hope that's what and, the tagline is anyway as we as we delighted on on fish and shrimp tacos and and coca-cola we were talking about how there's Kind of a prevailing attitude that we see a lot with with our peers and that seems to only be exacerbated in in the youth and teenagers and that there's a, a prevailing mantra of you know what you do you i'm gonna do me and that's how we're gonna get along in this world a couple things with that first of all I understand why people say that. And I think at the root of it, because I've done it before, Mm -hmm. and I think at the root of it is just a desire to be Mm non-confrontational. That we live in a world where the worst thing that you can do is offend somebody. Um, And so we proactively go out of the way to try not to offend, even though nobody's taking offense. Um, Yeah. You know? So... Which and is which isn't uh, necessarily a, a bad thing that they're we that we're not out there trying to be contentious one with right. another, coming from a good place I think right yeah, it's not it's not a, from a bad and all of Satan's lies do come from or well I guess the ones that that really stick that stick and actually work against covenant people are ones that are rooted in truth or that have shades of it true you know a, a phrase that we hear in the temple is the philosophies of men mingled with scripture you know and this idea of you know you do you I'm going to do me assumes that my choices and my actions have no effect on you and that yours have no effect on me and that's not true that's fundamentally flawed correct because we don't live in an isolated individual world. Our world is with one another. Life is 
and always has been a team sport. Yes. You think about, you think about like <laughs> the covenants we make in this life. Everything is, is a communal event and experience. Your relationship with the Savior and his atonement is a relationship. It's not unilateral. It's not you being you. You doing you. <sighs> and so when it comes to things like pornography addiction, anytime that we're trying to make a change, pornography I think is a great a great lie Satan can tell us. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah, it's just you. Yeah. Oh, many years I was in that lie. Yeah. You do you. You do you. Because at least you're not out there doing things to hurt people, right? That was the that was the justification for it and that Satan got me with. It's like, but no, I was not when I was consistently viewing pornography and masturbating, my, those choices impacted other people. How did my sabbatical impact you, Wes? not prepared to I know I don't know where that came that from. question but Spence's sabbatical is well documented on <laughs> on the Eternal Warrior podcast at least from his perspective and for me Spence has always been one of my very best friends ever since we met and I I was at a time in my life, and I don't want to minimize what Spence was going through, but I was at a time in my recovery too, where I needed Spence. And Spence let Satan boss him around a little bit, and he was gonna a do lot, him. A lot of bit. <laughs> he was doing him, and therefore I was doing me, but and I needed him. I needed him, our group needed him, and I was mad. I was really upset with you for a good while, and then when we finally, I don't know, it was hard. I mean, not having phone calls returned, not having, and I'm not saying these things to, to dredge anything up, but I do want to articulate how I was affected by, yep. by your me actions. Doing me. Yeah. By you doing you, right? Like there was a vacuum in my life that only Spence could fill and it wasn't there. And I suffered as a result. And of course, like, course we've both repented and and Mm -hmm. we're doing great and we're doing really good things now but thanks for asking that because it was not easy yeah yeah and it's i think it's the perfect example in my life of when i truly did have that mentality um of i'm just gonna do me and I, I'm, my actions don't, aren't going to impact anybody else. It's such a backwards Satan, there's, satanic lie. There's so much pride in that. So much pride in that. That I, that, yeah, I don't even know how to articulate. It's just, I was living in a world thinking that um, if I was just on my parents' couch, I was going to I was going to be better for it. it. It's a weird form of pride because usually when we think of pride we think of arrogance of of like man I'm better than everybody. I'm I'm so great. I'm so 
important. I'm, I'm the best at everything. But what's weird about this pride is it's saying, I am nothing. I'm, I'm not important at all. I don't matter. And mm. so I, I like my actions aren't important to anybody else. And like the truth is, is you, you think that you're so like, you're just not a factor in other people's lives. Right. How dare you? you yeah, know? like exactly. That's exactly the, that's exactly the conversation that you and I had at lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Is like the idea sounds nice. You do you, I'll do me, but we just don't live in that world. No matter what we do or do not do, it will mm-hmm. impact others. We, we've talked about how like being vulnerable and proactive and telling people what we're going through gives them permission to open up and do the same thing for us in like fashion. When you say you do you, I do me, you are giving permission for other people to keep sinning and doing doing them, right? If what they are doing is not in line with the like values of, of the gospel, it's I'm not saying that, you know, we're we're on a crusade to change everybody's mind and make everybody live the gospel, but those closest to you, there are a lot of people that are just waiting for an invitation to change. We hear stories about it all the time here on this program. And if the people like Espen Oliver and Caleb, if they were just doing them, right? so many people wouldn't Kimball, change. Kimball, Isaac, Reed, same thing. It's same thing. <laughs> Which just, I think, goes to the kind of transitions into this last point that really... Like when, when, and Wes is the one that brought this up and it's stuck in my mind for multiple days and I couldn't get it out because I kept thinking about how that mentality isn't conducive to personal accountability and change. And I thought about my own life and thought about how if I um, continued down that sabbatical path, I didn't take ownership for my choices and ownership that they were impacting other people. Like, I don't know what would have been the outcome. I don't really want to think about it, but I just want everyone to know that my best Spenny self is one that doesn't just do me, but restricts myself from certain things. One of them, a couple of them being pornography and masturbation. And I think that's the other part of this mentality is just like, do whatever you want, right? It won't impact you maybe, or, but it's like, it does like my best, my very best Spenny self is without porn and masturbation. There's that's that's so contrary to the world today. The world would evangelize self-exploration and, and self-discovery as living your, here's another one of the mantras, like your you best. do you, but like you live your truth and all these things. And I think like a lot of those things are, are in good context of where we're, we're living our most authentic self. But Satan also loves to twist that. And 
the idea of self-restraint is is so vilified when it's in, it's an incredible virtue to actually be disciplined. Yes. And to choose to do the right thing instead of the wrong thing. And choose to restrict oneself yeah. intentionally of certain things. There, Spence and I are 30 and 29. I won't tell you who's who. <laughs> you can decide. But a lot of you listening are, you know, 12, 13, 14, 17, however old you want to be. Actually, that, that's, that, one, that's one of those things that, like, it's kind of objective. <laughs> like, this is your age. No matter how old you say you are. Anyway, but um, we, we have experience that you just don't have by virtue of time. And you will never regret restricting certain appetites or desires for a greater good. You will never, like, I've, I've yet to regret living a commandment. Oh. And the, the example that you gave at lunch that stuck struck me was eating, right, and diet. Because we talk about that one a lot, right? That it's good to restrict yourself of sugary, bad foods that taste awesome. And um, that that's that's a good that's a good thing to restrict yourself of those things. But and every other yeah, thing, we're a, we're a gold star club member at Crumble, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. But that's the the principle is the same. That if we truly do want healthy spirits and minds, we're going to have to restrict ourselves of things. Yeah. We have to say no to things that feel good. That feel good in the moment, but and then leave us the wanting. That we want in the moment too, and the world would say, "You do you. You know, if that's what you want, go get it. Go do it. Don't do it. It's not. <laughs> it's not true, guys. It's just don't be deceived. Live the gospel. Nothing will bring you greater joy and happiness than doing what is right. And." Yeah, that's that's kind of what we wanted to send off as a last message to you. Um, you'll never regret doing the right thing. You won't. Yeah, you'll never regret those weeks and months without pornography and masturbation, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I felt myself again. Oh, I regret that. Oh, I felt energy and drive and hope. I, I regret those those things no like you will never regret committing to recovery committing to the true better version of you that you you won't regret that Mm. we invite all of you to live your I'm going to say that to live your truth and what is your truth you're a son or daughter of our heavenly father there's nothing more true than that and living up to that potential, denying yourself of all ungodliness and all worldliness, and striving to do what what they would have you do, what your heavenly parents would want you to become, hmm. which is like them. You will there will be no greater happiness and joy that can be achieved in this life than than doing that. Don't don't miss your eternity for for right now 
you know? Ooh. Like... Explain. Don't... I mean, you, you've probably heard the adage of sometimes you step over a dollar to pick up a nickel, you know? And I think sometimes because we don't see with the Lord's eyes, we don't have the eternal perspective. And that's such a church buzzword, eternal perspective. But what that means is we don't understand or we, we feel like, man, I, I want to live this way or I feel like doing this is what's cool or trendy and, and how I'll be accepted by my peers. But the ramifications that come years down the road and on into the eternities of the choices that you make is significant. Um, I'm going to pull up a poem real quick. My, my grandfather, my dad's dad, Stanley George Smith, was a big poetry buff. And that, that love of poetry, I think, has been passed down to my dad and on to me. My grandpa, as I would work for him in the summers, he would, we, we, he had a giant garden and orchard, and every day he would take a moment to pause and, and recite a poem. I'm not nearly the man he is and don't have the poems memorized that he does, but his favorite poem is a poem called Blow, Bugle, Blow by Alfred Lord Tennyson. And it reads, The splendor falls on castle walls and snowy summits old in story. The long light shakes across the lakes and the wild cataract leaps in glory. Blow, bugle, blow. Set the wild echoes flying. Blow, bugle, answer. Echoes dying, dying, dying. Oh, hark, oh, hear how thin and clear and thinner, clearer, farther going. Oh, sweet and far from cliff and scar, the horns of Elfland faintly blowing. Blow, let us hear the purple glens replying. Blow, bugle, answer, echoes, dying, dying, dying. Oh, love, they die in yon rich sky. They faint on hill or field or river. Our echoes roll from soul to soul and grow forever and forever. Blow, bugle, blow, set the wild echoes flying and answers echoes answer dying 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 that couplet of our echoes roll from soul to soul and grow forever and forever slaps the adage of you do you right in the face because our echoes do roll from soul to soul the ripples of our actions matter they matter to you they matter to me You may not know me, but what you do affects me. Okay? And it affects your children and your future. So don't don't take it lightly. Seriously. That's all we're asking. And think of the immense good that that bugle could be. That your your voice could be for good. All y'all's listening. Make that choice. Be a voice for good. Know that your choices do matter. They do impact those around you. Start today on the path of your recovery. You can do it. We will catch you on season five.